Thank you for tuning in to We Named the Pod Indiana, a Talking Bay 94 spinoff podcast devoted to interviews with the cast, crew, and creators who brought Indiana Jones to life. I'm your host, Brandon Winerdy, and today's episode is a rare conversation with Sean Patrick Flannery, young Indy himself, star of the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. From that first role to then Powder in the Boondock Saints and beyond, it was awesome to get to quickly chat with this high-energy icon. This is We Named the Pod Indiana, Episode 3, Sean Patrick Flannery. Born in Louisiana, I'm just gonna I'm diving right in. I'm yeah, diving. go for um, it. Born in Louisiana, but Texas boy. Welcome back to. What, how does someone in Texas end up? What was your path? Why did you want to be an actor? Why did you kind of? Uh, I saw the most beautiful girl I'd ever seen at the time leaving a building every Monday morning at University of St. Thomas. I went to business affairs and I did what any red-blooded Texan does. He drops an English class and he signs up for whatever the fuck they're teaching in that building. <laughs> it ended up being the drama department. I fell in love with acting, and at the culmination of my schooling. I packed up my car and I drove out to LA to produce a piece of children's theater that I'd written. And then acting kind of took over. So I really went out there to be a writer and ended up acting. And I, I, I really, I waited tables for about a year and a half, almost two years. And I haven't had to get a real job since. I, what I consider to be a real job is something sure. you would not do unless they pay you. Sure. And oddly enough, the, you know, the film industry, industry, being an actor, people move out there every day and do it for free in hopes that eventually somebody will see you and right. pay you to do it. So I was, I, I'm, I'm incredibly grateful. I yeah. hope it never ends. I, I dig this industry. I mean, it's a hell of a first, like, I mean, you did some commercials, you did some early stuff, but then the first major role is Young Indie. And that is kind of a huge both in terms of education, in terms of learning, like you're with some of the greatest directors and actors and all across the world. How did that audition happen first? And then what was kind of the process of jumping into that role? I mean, it, it, it was like any other audition process, you know? I, I think they didn't want a name. I think they wanted somebody that didn't have, you know, to come with any, oh, he played, or he played this, or he played this. And so it was open to brand new, you know, names. And I read for it, did a callback, did another callback, did another callback. By then, I got to the third assistant to the casting director. <laughs> another callback, I got to the first assistant to the casting director. Another callback, I got to the casting director. Another callback, I got to the assistant co-producer of the co-producer. I mean, it was a long, arduous process. By the time we did a screen test where Rick McCallum yeah. and George Lucas were there, and I'll tell you, it, it was so outlandish. I've never been less nervous for an interview or an audition than my first audition for Young Indy. Yeah. Why? Because there was no possibility in hell I could get this role. <laughs> right. Until then, when we did the screen test, I realized, oh shit, there's a possibility I could get this. Yeah, this and it went from the first time I did it, same lines, same yeah. scene, yeah. I, nothing. I was completely unaffected. To about the 20th time I did it, when, which I should have gone into it and been more comfortable, I was on pins and needles. That was probably the shittiest audition I've ever done in my life because George Lucas is there. Right, right, right. And it was, uh, it was just bizarre, you know. I, I honestly thought there's no possible way that they're going to cast this dude from Texas uh, as Indiana Jones. You were fami obviously familiar with of the property course. before. Yeah. First 30 minutes of Raiders was arguably the most physical experience I'd had in a theater chair in my life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That role, Indiana Jones, not only the gravitas that's required, but there's so much like horseback riding and stunts and like all these things. How did you have to physically prepare? Like, because obviously, like, it's a, it is, you're not doing a Harrison Ford impression. You're not doing a river, you're, you're, you are 
embodying the character in a really beautiful way. And that really does require a lot of prep work going into it. How did you kind of grow into the role over? You know, I, 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 I think they just got lucky yeah. because I grew up in Texas and I knew how to ride a horse. Oh, there you go. Bareback, yeah. Western, English. I knew how to do all that. I played just about every sport. Yeah. So I was a very physical dude. I've been in martial arts since I was nine. Yeah. So I knew how to do all, all the fighting scenes and the, yeah. you know, but they got lucky. They didn't ask me that. They just, <laughs> they, no, they just, they, they, yeah. maybe, they just thought, fuck it. You know what? If you can't do it, we'll double right. them. I think, you know, they just got lucky. So, yeah. uh, but I, I loved the physicality of the role, yeah. you know, and, uh, you know, you're right. It's not jumping into Harrison Ford's shoes. The, 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 the young Indiana Jones were written very, very, very differently yeah. than the feature films. Um, and it was a wonderful opportunity to me, for me. And every, every film that I have done since, was, the door was open because right. of Young Indy. Right. I mean, I got Powder because I was the guy that was in Young Indy. Right. I mean, I had to audition for Powder, sure. but I never would have even gotten an audition if it wasn't, hey, why don't you take a look at the guy that did Young Indy? Right. And the producers are probably like, what the hell is Young Indy? I've never heard about it. <laughs> Only eight people saw it. But they're like, well, you know. <laughs> That's George, not true. No. George, George Lucas cast <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Okay, fuck it, we'll see yeah. it. You know? Yeah. Um, and I mean, so obviously, it's something I'm incredibly, incredibly yeah. proud of. And you, 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 you don't go up from there. Where, right. where do you go after you've worked with a, you know, a Paramount TV show with George Lucas and Rick McCallum? Sure. And, and it, it was a wonderful opportunity. I mean, it, it was a beautiful inauguration into the film business. Yeah, I don't think any actor has ever had a better, because again, Young Indy itself, like you mentioned, I'm glad you mentioned Rick McCallum, I think maybe the greatest producer in history. It might, like truly. You're, you're, you're not wrong about that. But it, it I mean, sets he, the stage. He is, he is an unsung hero, because yeah. I'll tell you, man, he was there every single day. Yeah. And I know everybody says, well, George Lucas produced Young Indy. I saw yeah, George sure. Lucas, to, you know, cumulative out of four or five years of shooting it, um, you know, probably 30 days. Yeah. Rick McCallum, every single day. He made every single hire, every single fire. That dude is a producer's producer, yeah. top to bottom. And every episode is a movie in a different country yep. that you're having to like jump and well, again huge actors the directors and writers are now some of the biggest directors and writers right like and then you're able to really kind of engross yourself in that role and I guess we can jump to, to the rest of your career in the sense that again as a springboard and as a cocoon almost then you mentioned powder great Boondock Saints great and everything you've been doing since like it really is kind of transforming you in that sense and I'd be curious looking back and it's funny to talk about something that happened 30 years ago or whatever it is, but is there things that you've taken from Young Indy that you're applying even now into these roles and as you move forward in your career? Well, I mean, the obvious answer is yes. I mean, there's something I take from every moment in my life, sure. you know, especially when you're replicating life. When your job is to replicate life, of course, you pull from every aspect of life. And Young Indy, for me, was a huge aspect of my life. Right. Not just on the technical front, but realistically, Young Indiana Jones was film school for me. It, 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 I learned how to load a 16 millimeter mag blindfolded, the technical aspect. I learned what a key light was, yeah. what uh, polystyrene did. Right. I learned what uh, diffusion was. I learned camera angles. I learned everything on Young Indy. And I don't care if you went to NYU film school, I don't care if you went to UCLA or AFI, it takes a back seat on the school bus right. to being <laughs> on a Rick McCallum, a, a Dave, the DP. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're one of the greatest DPs on planet Earth. Right. You know, basically taught me about film. Yeah. You know, Dave Tattersall is arguably the best in the business. Right. Business. 
Simon Crane yeah. did the stunts. Yeah. He is the best stunt man and coordinator on the planet Earth today. And I started with him. Yeah. He taught me how to do box falls. He, he set me on fire. That's crazy. He blew me up. I mean, so, so you, 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 there is no introduction that trumps that. Right. There, the only place you can go from there is down. <laughs> <laughs> I do, uh, because you mentioned Brazilian jiu-jitsu and you mentioned martial arts. And we're talking a lot about the stunt work and a lot about the physicality. But I do think, it, I find it fascinating kind of your involvement in the martial arts world as well and how you've really dived into that. I'd be curious, what do you, what do you get out of that? That is it complementary to acting? Like how do you kind of let that approach your life and how do you let it kind of define kind of your lifestyle? Well, martial arts to me, it's the last bastion of a meritocracy. Um, and I find that incredibly rewarding as do the rest, as does the rest of humanity, whether they want to admit it or not. Nobody wants something that they didn't earn. And martial arts is just that. You get out what you put in. Sure. Um, I, you, you can get cast in a role because of people you know. You're not going to get a black belt because you know anybody. Right. It's just not going to happen. Right. You're going to clap hands. And you're going to find out if that dude beats your ass or you beat his ass. Right. There is something incredibly primal about having one aspect of your life that's like it's mano a mano. Right. You clap hands and you go. I and love it. Um, the mere flutter of your hand asks the person to salvage your life. Please let go and let me live. Right. And that takes a ton of humility. It builds respect. It, it fosters integrity, character. Yeah. All of the elements that you want to raise your children with. Right. And I think that mat that I'm on, I don't know, minimum five days a week, is a huge part of who I am and who my boys are going to end up being. That's great. I do. I was, final question about just kind of the next generation, because now Young Indy is on Disney Plus, which I had my DVDs and I wore out the DVDs, but now it's like, okay, it's easy for a new generation to experience a show that initially was going to be educational and it was for this new generation. What do you think kind of is Young Indy for the future? Like now that people can access it on their phone immediately, is there kind of a new breath of life for, for Young Indy? I, I absolutely adored doing Young Indiana Jones. I think the main problem lies in that they didn't really have a traditional showrunner that right. steered every episode in the same vein. For example, you had almost a, a slapstick pratfall comedy with Terry Jones, right. and then you had a horrific, devastating art house piece by Rene Mazur right. that was a piece of poetry. Right. Um, so week to week, I don't know. It would be like it would be like you know the Rolling Stones putting out a death metal album. I think their fans would go like, okay, you lost me. I, right. I don't know. Gonna, yeah. yeah. Now, some people are going to love it, right. but uh, you know, I, I, I think week to week, it left the viewers a little... You know, there's a cross-section of people that loved it, but whoever loved the Pancho Villa episode is, is might in for, not have, might right, not like sure. the next one and might not like the next one. I, I love every single episode, yeah. but it is a little all over the place. Um, now, for me... That couldn't have been better. Right. I mean, because I got to do comedy. I got to do drama. Right. I got, I, 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 I ran the gamut. Right. It was wonderful, wonderful for me. But I don't think uh, the cross-section of people out there, I think maybe I'm an outlier. Yeah. Um, and, and I really wish more people had seen it. Yeah. Um, so, so I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I it, it's I interesting with the, with the binge model, right, and like streaming week to week is not as important, right? Because now you can watch two or three sitting on your couch. And I, want, I, think, I think it lends a significant benefit to the show. And I think history has already looked on it in incredibly kind eyes. And I think it's only, the legacy is only going to grow. So I appreciate your time and I appreciate your, your candor. And uh, thank you so much. Anytime, brother. Thank All you right. very much. Of course.
again to Mr. Flannery for such an insightful and passionate look into his long career. For more information about the Dallas Comic Show where we've recorded this episode, head to the link in our show notes. If you missed the first episodes of this mini Indiana Jones spinoff, head to our show page for my previous interviews with Belloc, Paul Freeman, and Fedora, Richard Young. Next episode, we are back to Star Wars and our regularly scheduled programming. That's all for now. Until next episode, stay tuned, leave that five-star review, and may the Force be with you.